What does it mean to be called by God? What does someone mean when they say, I have a calling on my life? And is everyone's calling the same? Today, what does it mean to be called by God? Hi, this is Robert Furrow and welcome to Hot Topics. If you're new here, consider liking, subscribing and sharing and ringing the bell so you can get all of our new videos. The comment section is also open below. We would love to hear from you. A calling is when God moves out on your life and calls you to something specific. Today, I want to look at four things about God calling us. Number one, what the call of God is not. Number two, what the call of God is. Number three, how do I know if I'm called? And number four, how do I walk in that calling? Number one, what a calling is not. A calling is not your career. I hear people say, I'm called to be a politician or I'm called to be a doctor. And it could be true that when God calls you, he might call you down a different career path. And if you're a missionary or you're a pastor or you work in ministry, then maybe the calling of God includes those things. But a calling is much broader than just a job or what you do daily. For examples, we have Paul as a tent maker who was called to be an apostle. Making tents allowed him to be able to do the call that he had, and certainly he ministered while he was tent making, but his call was to be an apostle, and tent making made that possible. Barnabas was wealthy, and he financed his own call, at least as near as we can tell. Jesus was a carpenter who became a savior. A savior would be a call. A carpenter is what he did before he became a savior. And so we can have our job or our career before we're called and maybe have the same job and career after we're called, but ministry gets brought into our career and into our job. So a calling by God is not a calling to a job or to a career. What then is the call of God on our lives? Well, there's two parts to it. There's a general call, and this would be what every Christian is called to. If you're a Christian, if you've committed your life to Christ, then you are called to this. And then there's a specific personal call. Let's start with the general. We see this kind of general call when Jesus gives us the Great Commission. Go out into all the world and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to observe all of the things that I have said. Now, not one person is going to do all of those. I guess they could, but the church in general has that call. That's what we do, and we are parts in the body of Christ to go out and make disciples and to baptize and to teach. And the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 10, 31, therefore, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. It's in the context of some gray areas and eventually says everything that we as Christians are supposed to do is to glorify God. That's not a specific call. One Christian isn't called to glorify God and the other one not to. We're all supposed to glorify him. Let me give you a couple more. 1 Peter 4.10 says, As each one has received a gift, minister to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. As we've been given the grace of God, we want to be good stewards of that. And the gifts that God's given us, we minister it to one another. Knowing that if you are a genuine Christian, that you have received gifting from God to be able to fill the position in the body of Christ that you have been given. Just a couple more, and then we'll take a look at the specific call that God has on our life. Ephesians 2.10 says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. We are God's workmanship, created for good works in Christ. 
And God's prepared these things beforehand for us to walk in. That's again, this general call for Christians. And finally, in Romans 12, four, it says, for as we have many members in one body, but all the members do not have the same function. It's all different. So we being many are one body in Christ and individual members of one another. That is that our call is not to go it alone. Our call is to walk in love towards one another. Jesus said a new covenant I give unto you, that you love one another. The Bible says that by this they will know that you are my disciples, Jesus speaking, by the love that you have for one another. And since we have different functions and we interact with the body of Christ and walk in love, that's the call of God on our lives in a general way. Now, what is the specific call of God on your life? And we each want to know this because we want to know what does God have planned for me? And when we come into a relationship with God, he communicates with us. He tells us things. And this is without being weird. And try not to be weird. Don't walk around telling people, God's been speaking to me and I was received a special word from God the other day. We just know that God is communicating with us as we communicate with him. And he needs to communicate to let us know what it is that he wants us to do. So Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 that we have received a position in the body of Christ. He says, if we're all an eye, where would the hearing be? So there needs to be eyes and ears and noses and hands. We all do our part and we learn what that part is as we interact with God and receive that calling. And then we compare that to our gifting. The best gift for us to receive is in connection to what we do. If God calls you as an evangelist in the church and you realize that's what God's called me to do, I'm an evangelist. That doesn't mean, by the way, that you've got to be a Billy Graham or a Greg Laurie. It simply means that you go out and share Christ. And the gifting you're going to get is evangelism. God's going to give you a gift of evangelism. If you're a pastor, one of the best gifts to have is being a teacher, the gift of teaching and so on so that we learn that we have a position within the body of Christ, whatever that position may be. It may be a position where you're working with organization and there is a gift of organization or there is a gift of helps where people just love to come alongside of people and help them. And that's the part of the body that you are. And we all work together to do that one great call that God's given us. So whatever that call is in your life, God began to show me when I was rather young that God wanted me to be a pastor. And then as that began to develop, God gave me gifts that went along with those lines. And that's exactly how God does it. The third thing is, how do I know I'm called? And this is important because sometimes as Christians, we feel like, well, I've committed my life to Christ and I'm not really called into ministry, but that is not true. You are called into ministry because you have made a commitment to Christ. In the Bible, there is no full-time ministry and part-time ministry. That's things that we set up. We are all called into ministry. Listen to what John 6:44 says. No one can come to me, Jesus speaking, unless the Father who sent me draws him, and I will rise him up in the last days. If you have come to Christ, it's not because it was your idea, and God's like going, I don't know what to do with them. It's because God knew that you would come, drew you in, and then predestined you according to his foreknowledge, Romans 8, 29. Therefore, whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. If you are a Christian, then you are called by God. And I think it's very important to find out what that call is. I would encourage you to seek him, prayerfully seeking what God would want for you. 
I would also say that if you're feeling called in a certain area, that you begin to reach out and to see if that's the area. When I was a young Christian, I thought I was going to be called to counseling. And when I began to do it, I quickly realized I'm not called to counseling at all. I'm called to teach. I love to teach. And that's the best gift for a teacher is to have the gift of teaching. Now, also in John 15, 16, Jesus said, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go forth and bear fruit. And that fruit should remain that whatever you ask in my father's name, he may give you. Jesus says, you didn't choose me. I chose you and I appointed you to bear fruit. God wants us to go out there and bear fruit. That's for every believer and every Christian and that that fruit would remain. What a great promise that we should hang on to. Now, finally, if I know that I'm called and I begin to discover my calling, how do I walk in the calling that God has given me? And that can be found in Romans 12 verses one and two, which says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God to present your bodies as living sacrifices holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. That is, we're not doing what we do because we like it or it feels good. We're doing what we do because we give ourselves as a living sacrifice. It means if it's tough, if it's difficult, if it's hard, we're willing to do it anyway. And we are to present ourselves. And I suggest doing that regularly in prayer. Lord, I give you my life now. I present myself, my body, me as a living sacrifice. And we know that God honors that and that it's reasonable for you to do so. It goes on to say something else, though, that helps us when it comes to walking in the call God has given us. It says in the next verse, verse 2, And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. It is so easy for the pressures of this world to conform us instead of us being transformed by the renewing of our mind. And what a great picture that is. I don't want to be conformed by this world. I want to be transformed by Christ. It finally says that you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God in your life. So as you offer your life as that living sacrifice, you're proving that God's will for you is good, perfect, and acceptable. Take Peter, for example. Peter had been called by Jesus a couple of times early on in Jesus's ministry. But then he sees Peter in a boat gets in the boat and says, push off your boat. Peter had been fishing all night. The Bible says he caught nothing. When Jesus was done teaching, he told Peter, cast your net out for a catch. Peter said, I've been fishing all night and I haven't caught anything. Nevertheless, at your word, I will do it. He's reluctant because Peter is an expert in fishing and Jesus is not. He casts his net over the edge and he catches a catch so large that the boat starts to sink. And he falls down on his face before Jesus and says, leave me, Lord, I'm a sinner. Why, why did he say that? Because he knew that he thought he knew better than Jesus. And when we give every part of our lives, even the part where we are an expert, and we say, Lord, this is for you, do whatever you want to do, we can see that God is able to make anything successful. And Peter understood that it was a sinful thing for him to not follow that call that God had given him. Follow that call. See God do great things in your life. 